The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. A very good morning to you all. It's Tom Sone again here, and the question I'm asking is, with so much legislation, regulation, penalties for landlords, who the hell wants to be a landlord? And this is for people that either you are thinking about investing in property and you're seeing all this regulation and and legislation and fines and problems for landlords that you're wondering whether you should become a landlord. Or it's also for an existing landlord who is wondering whether they want to carry on being a landlord because there's so much going on in the world of lettings, legislation, landlording. And there's so much coming as well. There's so much more regulation coming our way. So today I wanted to share with you the two sides of successful property investing. And by the way, you must execute both sides brilliantly. And I'll also share with you three vital tips so that you can get both right as well. Now, first of all, the two sides of successful property investing. And I'm talking about landlording. So buying a property, keeping it, renting it out for a longer term investment. Now, the first side is the investment itself. And that must be a safe, secure and profitable investment for you, Mr. and Mrs. Property Investor and Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. That's the first thing I would say. And the second side of successful property investing is the business side. So you've got to have the investment side for you and you've got to have the business side for your product, for your tenants, for your service. And that must be a safe, secure, comfortable home for your customer alongside a robust and reliable service for your customer too. Now, both of those sides are, and but in a second, I'm going to give you three tips on, on how you can successfully achieve both sides. Because uh, a lot of people forget a lot of a lot of parts of each of those components. But both of those things are your duty as a landlord, as an investor landlord, and also as an anonymous landlord. So let's keep you compliant. Let's keep you profitable. Let's make sure your investments are safe. And by the way, if you classify yourself as an accidental landlord, then I would argue with you because at some point you will have made a decision to treat that property as an investment. As soon as you decide to keep it and rent it out, that makes you an investor and that makes it an investment. So we've got to get these bits right. And by the way, this should work for all investments that you make of this type. Before I get into it, though, regulation, legislation, all of the compliance that we have to follow as not just landlords, but also letting agents as well. And it's the same if you're a portfolio landlord and you've got a team of people working on your properties. Same thing. Regulation 
is going to weed out all of the rogue landlords, the crooked landlords. And it was the same with the financial services industry, where a ton of regulation and compliance was brought in. And it weeded out the crooked, the rogue, the dodgy mortgage advisors. And what you were left with was good, process-driven, accurate, compliant, legal um, in, in their practices, mortgage advisors. So it was a good thing for the industry. It was a good thing for the customer. And what ended up happening was um, you weeded out all of the crap. Let's just let's just say it like that. Now, in the landlording and lettings and property investment um, industry, the rogue landlords are I would call them a bit stupid, a bit dumb, because all they're thinking about is the money. Now, you should think about the money. Absolutely think about the money. It's one of the most important parts. But if that's all you think about and you're not looking after your tenants, you're not looking after your property. And I don't just mean looking after it. I mean maintaining it, improving it, repairing things quickly and keeping it at a good standard. So those rogue landlords, they only think about the money. They don't look after their property. They don't look after the tenant. They treat their tenants like dirt. You know the ones. Everybody's heard stories of landlords that are just bad landlords. Yeah, you can have bad tenants and bad landlords, believe it or not. But they, but those landlords, they let their properties fall into states, poor conditions. And they do things like promising the earth to the tenants just to get them in, get them to sign the contract. And then they don't deliver on it. They ramp up the rent. They let their tenants live in poor qualities. And they've got a bit of a tough luck mentality. If you don't like it, leave mentality. Because they just see the money. They think, well, I can ramp up the rent. I don't have to spend any money on this. I don't have to spend any money on that. And in return, I'm going to make more money. Why am I saying all this as well? Look, you, you could make the argument that if tenants don't like it, they could leave, right? But that's a poor way to look at it because that tenant, their families have made their home there. So they might not just be able to up and leave. They might not find another property in that location that's suitable for their families or their lifestyles. So it's a difficult situation. Yes, you could be ruthless and say, well, if you don't like it, go. But I don't think that's the attitude. And I don't think that's how you are a successful landlord. And this is why you've got to execute both parts of property investing well. So, yes, legislation and regulation is definitely going to weed out rogue landlords. And this helps the rest of us landlords as well, because when rogue landlords are out and they're weeded out and they don't want to be landlords anymore because they don't want to keep getting fined by the council. They don't want to keep having to follow all this regulation and legislation and compliance pre-tenancy, during the advertisement, at move-in, post-tenancy, managing the property, ending a tenancy, evicting, all of those things. Once they're all weeded out, then us landlords will have opportunities to buy more properties from them. If they've let their properties get into poor condition, brilliant for me. I'll buy it. I'll improve it. I'll refinance it. I'll move a tenant in. And there you go. I've got another investment. It also gives us other landlords a better reputation. It's these rogue landlords and crooked landlords that are giving us other landlords, good landlords, a bad reputation. 
It's a shame. There are TV programs that are highlighting bad landlords. And that is getting a bad reputation or putting a bad reputation onto the rest of us. There will be, for us, let us good landlords, absolute clarity on process and rules, things that we have to do for each tenant, each property, each tenancy. There's also going to be governing body support. I know that sounds really crazy, but what it means is that we will have for free a service that we can at least contact and ask advice on what we need to do in certain situations. But also the tenants will have clarity on rules as well. What are tenants' responsibilities and what are landlords' responsibilities? And if everybody's got absolute certainty and clarity on what they are and are not to do, then it makes it easier for us landlords. And lastly, it's an easier calculation for our profitability. If we know categorically what we have to spend money on and what we don't have to spend money on, then we can calculate our yields. We can forecast our yields much more accurately. We can calculate our profitability too. So all of those rogue landlords and crooked landlords that think that, you know, if you're listening to this and you know that, oh, you know what, I could probably do better with my tenants. I could probably treat my tenants a bit better and treat my property a bit better. You might think you're saving money or making more money by not fixing property issues or not fixing every property issue quickly and as soon as it happens, by not spending money on the property or by not providing or making sure that you're providing a safe, secure and comfortable home for your tenants. And by not providing an excellent customer service to your customers, remember that. Because remember, the tenant is your customer. They are your paying customer. The product, your product, is your property. And the service is your landlording. So the tenant, so the tenant is buying your product or renting your product from you. And you are then providing them with a service in order to keep them. This is a business, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. It's a business. And if you treat it like a business, it will be profitable. It will be successful for you. So now I'm going to give you three tips on how you can make sure that both sides of landlording and property investing are successful. Look, there's tons of tips. I could go I could go on this for the, the whole day, but I've just pulled out three tips to start us off. Um, and I, by the way, you, as you know, I run free webinars on all of this stuff in more detail, not just on the legislation, but also on the investing, the profitability, the service, the customer service, all of those sorts of things. So if you want a, an invite to the webinar, just give me a shout um, and I'll do that. I've just actually popped a comment in there below. So there's my email address if you want to contact me. Um, anyway, tip number one. I kind of alluded to it just now, but run this like a business. Run this like a business. So first of all, you start with a good appealing product, and that's your property. So if you haven't got a property yet and you're thinking about buying a, a property as an investment, then you've got to make sure it's going to be appealing to your target customer. There's no point buying a property that no one wants just because it's cheap because no one wants it. No one wants to live in there. So you've got to buy an investment property which will appeal to the type of tenant that you want to move into your property. Once you've got your product, 
your property, then you need to provide a reliable customer service. And this is paramount. Your tenant needs to feel like they can approach you or your letting agent or your managing team, however you're doing it. They need to be able to know exactly what happens when there's a problem, what happens if there's a repair, an emergency, all of those things. So you've got to provide a reliable customer service. And the best way to do that is to provide multiple forms of communication. And I don't just mean phone and text. I'm talking about multiple forms of communication, management of that communication as well, and systems that can monitor and track that communication too. Your tenant has to be able to contact you like that. I promise you. You've got to manage your income and expenditure. Sounds really obvious, but you have to do that in certain ways to make sure that you stay profitable. Because if you don't stay profitable, you haven't got a business, you haven't got an investment. And if you don't stay profitable, then you're unable to look after your tenants and the property properly. What happens if your boiler blows up and you've got to replace the boiler? You have to do that. And if you haven't, if you're not making profit and you haven't got enough money to replace that boiler, what do you do? You have to borrow it. You have to take finance, all of those things. But if you manage your income and expenditure properly, and look, I've done tons of webinars and, um, and workshops on this sort of stuff, all free. I don't charge for any of that. Um, on just the income and expenditure part, calculating, forecasting, and all of those things, they're vital to becoming a successful landlord. So just drop me an email if you want me to send you an invite to those webinars. Um, I've popped my email address in the comments below. And by the way, if you're enjoying this, then do us a favor. Would you just subscribe? Um, I'm trying to build up a bit of a better following so that I can reach more people, help more people. As you know, all of this is free. Um, and I'm hoping to keep it that way. I don't know. I might start charging for more premium stuff later down the line. I don't know. But for time being, it's free. I just want to help as many people as I can. So drop me a message. Hit subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a, a, a love or whatever you want to do it. Um, yeah, anyway, so managing your income and expenditure is vital. You've got to stay profitable. Next, you have to look after and retain your customers. Retaining your customers is vital to an investment because you want them long term. You want your tenants to be in there long term paying rent and to be comfortable. Think about it. If your tenants, your customers are comfortable and happy and they're they're happy with you and they're happy with your products and they're happy with your service, they're going to stay. They're not going to be worried if you just increase the rent to keep it in line with market value. And lastly, on, on, on the first tip of running this like a business, remember this, some months you'll make profit, some months you won't. Some months you'll make more, some months you'll make less. You've always got to remember why you got into property investment in the first place. And with other investments, you don't argue every time you have to spend some money or every time you don't make as much money as, as you did last month. But with property investing, try to remember the same. Some months you'll make profit, some months you won't. Some months you'll make more, some months you'll make less. Don't give up your time, your energy, your mental wealth, no, mental health in arguing everything and, and trying to save 20 quid here and there. So tip number two, so that was tip number one, by the way, that's running this like a business. Definitely run it like a business. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a business person. Just learn from other people that know how to do it and just put it into place. There's very simple processes and systems that you can put in place to run your property investment, your 
um, rental properties like a business. So tip number two, keep ahead of legislation. Sounds really easy, but you will be surprised how much legislation there is. I think there's something like 178 different pieces of legislation that affect landlords. Unbelievable. 178 different pieces of legislation. Some of them are really serious as well. Some of them you should never avoid or assume that nothing's going to happen to you from it. So learn everything you need for every tenancy every time. And the reason I've caught, I've said it like that is because one of my most popular webinars is called Everything You Need for Every Tenancy Every Time. So if you want an invite to that, just pop a comment below, send me a message or email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk, and I'll throw you an invite on the next one. Everything you need for every tenancy every time. And there's more than you think. I promise you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, there is so much legislation and compliance you have to follow, you have to provide to the tenant, and you have to comply with just to move a tenant in. And it doesn't just stop when they move in either. You've got to get it right. And you also, you have to get it spot on accurate. There are so many eviction cases being thrown out of court right now because a name was ineligible, ineligible, couldn't be written, couldn't be right. Oh, forget it. I'm done. Change these. There you go. Anyway, the form that was filled out for a section notice wasn't able to be read clearly. Or there was the date was a day out or the landlord's name was misspelled. You've got to get these things so accurate nowadays. It's unbelievable. And there's more than you think. So everything you need from it for every tenancy, every time, drop me a comment or a message or an email and I'll send you an invite to that one. That's a really good one as well. Um, subscribe to all the publications, all the channels, watch all the content creators around legislation. I'm a content creator. Follow me, follow my YouTube channel, hit subscribe. And then if you hit the notification button as well, by the way, as soon as I do a new video, then you'll be notified that Tom's just done a new video. And that might be breaking news, legislation you must know. And it's good for you as a landlord to keep yourself up to date with all of that. Learn everything you need for managing a tenancy. So we've done everything you need for every tenancy every time. Now we do everything you need for managing a tenancy. And there's so much that you need to know and follow. Contractors, emergencies, repairs, tax, accounting, deposits, disputes, evictions, communication, legislation, HHSRS. That's a huge one. Hazards, tenants' rights. It's all gone mad, but there's so much you need to know. But the good news is it is all out there. Whether you learn it from me or you learn it from somebody else or whether you have a good letting agent that's looking after it all for you, you kind of got to make sure that things are in place to follow all those things for every single tenancy that you've got from now forever. And then you need to learn everything you need for ending a tenancy. And there's so much more than you think. And by the way, I know I keep saying it, but I just want to make sure that anybody who doesn't have a letting agent taking care of all of this for them, if you're looking after things yourself, I just want to make sure you get it right. And so my webinars on all of those three topics, everything you need for every tenancy every time, everything you need for managing a tenancy, and that includes, by the way, profitability, 
optimization, maximization, and security safety for your tenants as well and your property. And then the third one is everything you need for ending a tenancy. So that is how, there's a few ideas on how you can keep ahead of legislation. And tip number three is be anonymous. Now, yeah, my podcast, The Anonymous Landlord, it's not just about how to be anonymous because being an, an anonymous landlord is a mentality. It's a way of life. It's a strategy. It's something that you need to get to. If you're going to be a landlord, try to remember why you got into property investing in the first place. I bet you had thoughts of making money, but not having to give up all of your time for it. Now, this is this is the same, by the way, being an anonymous landlord is the same whether you have a letting agent managing your properties or whether you have your own team managing your properties or whether you currently do it all yourself. The end goal at some point has to be for you to become anonymous. So you're either if you're a landlord now of a portfolio or you're looking to build a portfolio. Hey, good on you. If you want to do it all yourself, make sure you get all the legislation right. But at some point, you're going to stop or you're going to sell your properties. So you either need to start working out how you can become anonymous in the future or you need to become anonymous now. Now, I'm a big believer in just let the experts do what the experts do. And I always keep track of why I got into property in the first place. I didn't get into property so that I could take on a second job, take on more responsibility, give up more of my time, use up my energy. You know, actually, it's the exact opposite. I got into property investing so I could have more time to spend with my two children, to spend with my wife, to spend with my mum, my dad, my sisters, my brothers, all of those people. That's why I got into property. And also so that I have more money to reinvest, to spend, to enjoy, so that when I retire, don't know when that will be, but when I do, I've got income, I've got investments, and I've got time. And I won't look back on life. Look, let's face it, you're not going to look back when, when your time on this earth is done. You're not going to look back on your life and wish you'd have spent more time working, spent more time looking after your properties and your tenants. No, no, no. You will look back on your life and wish you had more time to yourself, to your family, to your kids, to your mum, your dad. So anyway, a bit morbid, but you get what I mean. So try to remember why you got into property in the first place. And like I said earlier, I just want to repeat this one. This is a real good rule for any landlord. It will reduce your frustration, your stress, your worry, your panic. Some months you'll make profit. Some months you won't. Some months you'll make more. Some months you'll make less. Don't worry about it. And you will have to spend money from time to time. That is inevitable with property investing. And that's why I do so many podcasts and videos and webinars and workshops on the on the profitability, on the yield, on maximizing income, maximizing profits from property. That's why I do so many of those, because you're not you don't look at this as a month by month transactional thing. You look at this as an overall investment. If you buy a property and you think, right, I'll keep this for 20, 25 years and I can pass it down to my kids or I can do whatever. And then you spend every month looking at every single pound and penny you've you've paid out, then that's not investing. That's relying on the income. You should never really depend 
on your income. Now, if you currently have property income and you're depending on it, then there are ways that you can stop depending on it and have that as a passive income, reinvest it, compound it and grow it. There are definite ways that I'm happy to help anybody that wants to do that sort of stuff. Again, just contact me. Um, it's free. I mean, you might as well take advantage of my knowledge. Um, you don't have to take my advice if you don't want to. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant. I'm not anything like that. I'm not qualified in any way. I've just done it myself and I'm happy to share my experience. But try to remember, you will have to spend money from time to time. Don't sacrifice your time, your energy, fighting it. That will happen. Yeah, you might save 20 quid if you get three other quotes and start haggling with this contractor and start putting this contractor's prices down and all of that. But you've got to treat this like a business. That's the most important thing. Treat this like a business. Look after your customers. And if you look after your customers, they'll stay with you long term. They'll be less likely to move out. They're less likely to argue when you want to increase the rent because the market's increased, less likely to cause damage, more likely to pay your rent first. That's the key. If anybody comes into financial hardship and they've got an ass of a landlord, they're less likely to prioritize the landlord. If you've got a good landlord providing a good product and a good customer service, the tenant is more likely to make sure and to go out of their way to pay rent no matter what more likely to stay long term and they're more likely, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, to look after your product. So it's not about saving £20 today. It's about saving £20,000 in two years. So I hope that helps and I hope you've enjoyed that live broadcast or if you're listening to this or watching this a bit later, I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. And look, help me out. I just want to help as many landlords as I can. That's why I do this. It's why I do it for free. Um, just to make sure that everybody's getting this right. There's so much legislation out there now that people are getting fined left, right and center because they don't have the information that they need. So if I was you, help me out. No, if I was you, just help me out. Just click share or just drop a comment or a like. Just let everybody know that you've seen something that might be useful to other people and we'll try and help as many people as we can. Hit subscribe as well. And if you do want to join me on my webinars, then just email me. It's tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'll send you an invite to the next ones and I hope to see you all soon. Take care. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.